Hey everyone, and welcome to the DigiNovaCast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Scrafty. And I'm Tom. And this week we are hitting you with our last trip to the, dig- the digital world for now. Uh, episodes 26, 27, and 28. So uh, we should get started with that. Yeah, we've got a lot of ground to cover. So we'll start with episode 26, which thankfully finally is the last uh, kind of like... Uh, episodic adventure where the kids unlock their crest, but this time it's made more interesting by the final appearance of our antagonist for this arc, Myotismon. So he finally makes himself a player in this in this, uh, this struggle and goes to deal with the kids himself after Demi Devimon's failed him like six times in a row now. So uh, he goes to he heads out to, to, to beat up some children. In the meantime, the Digidestins finally uh, find Sora and connect with her again after several episodes of her being kind of a hidden helper. And uh, she reveals the reason for that is because, once again, Demi Devimon has bullied her into thinking that she's useless and that her crest will never activate. So that caused her to have a crisis of faith and kind of uh, made her think that she's better off supporting the group from the shadows instead of being a, you know, an active participant. But those fears are assuaged when Myotismon arrives to um, steal their crests and stop them from uh, getting to his castle. And in the process, uh, she realizes that the, the word, traumatic words that her mother said to her were out of love and not out of, uh, you know, coldness or hatred like Demi Devon had led her to believe, which allows her to summon up the power of love to evolve Bergermon into Garudamon, the latest ultimate to appear on the show uh, who doesn't really beat my one manages to hold him off long enough for everyone to escape uh, and he kind of swears vengeance on them and uh, that's where it ends so it's, it's a fairly light episode in terms of uh, goings on there's only two real major events which are Garudamon's uh, first appearance and my debut uh, where he you know, fights the kids. So it's it's a. I think it's a pretty cool episode overall, though. What do you what do you folks think about it? It was it was a lot shorter than I remembered, and I forgot that, and I didn't even remember that the ending is just like the kids just like being like, okay, bye, <laughs> just like lifting off with Grudemon. Yeah, they just kind of peace out. Yeah, Grudemon's size in this episode is is not what I remember. It, it, it... right. That was me. That was me. I was like, I do not remember Grudemon being. 60 feet tall or something <laughs> it's like gargantuan <laughs> like even um like for example the maybe it just wasn't obvious but i'm i'm not sure the size difference between like say greymon and metal greymon greymon's obviously a fairly sizable boy and metal greymon is probably bigger but Gru- the difference between bergemon and grudemon seems extreme <laughs> so i'm not sure if it's just yeah. another another case yeah. of the show just being like this these these guys are the size we need them to be and that's it, or, or what? But either way, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's pretty comical. Like Bergeron's small enough that Sora can wrap her entire hand around uh, Bergeron's ankle, but <laughs> yes. then Gerudamon's so large that he can carry seven seven children in in both of her hands without having to worry with, about with like with a lot of room to spare, no less. Yeah. Gerudamon kind of has a um, the choice to carry on using pretty much or sort of the same voice as Bergeron was a choice i'm not sure if they did something to it but it doesn't sound she she, yes she sounds ridiculous like um it's it's just the whole the whole look is already pretty you know like 
it's, it's a cool look, I think. Bergeron, I've always said, looked fairly ugly, like a weird rubber chicken or something. Uh, Grudemon just looks cool. I, I love the design here. But Grudemon with that voice, it just doesn't... a really solid design. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just don't, just don't think that voice matches it, matches it at all. Um, yeah. I also don't think, it, I don't, <laughs> I don't think she needs to be that big. I think that's the thing with the size as well, is that because she's humanoid, it makes it weirder that she's that large. I guess, like for example, um, it's kind of like the like for example the Greymon and War Greymon. They are they are both you know large. They're dinosaurs, so you expect them to be large. And then later on, when we meet uh, other Agamon forms, um, they aren't really as as large. They're large, but they're more like compact because they're humanoids. And I think that's kind of lost a bit here when you have like 60 foot Garuda or whatever it looks it, it, it looks really strange but that's just my yeah. two cents and another th- interesting note about the design is that like I'm not sure if it's just me but I feel like Garudamon's like a very masculine design compared to how feminine um, you know Yokomon through Bergeron are yeah that that's that is true I I, I was sort of thinking that as well um, but yeah still, <laughs> does it, I think I think I always remember necessarily I think I always remember Sorry. No, no, it's fine. I think I always remember Grudemon being a guy for some reason, but that doesn't make any sense given... And also, it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really matter. And with the voice thrown in there, it's obvious that... Well, they, they literally use she pronouns for it, so... Yeah. There you go. What are you going to say, Sloan? Uh, it's... I don't know. Like, I guess I've, I've never um interpreted Bergermon as, like, female or male particularly like i guess i just see it as like neutral just because it's just a diggle bird that's like made of fire so <laughs> but yeah Garudamon really does sort of feel like a very stark difference from tiny pink like cutesy bird to just a hundred foot tall bird with like an eight pack yeah <laughs> yeah that, yeah that's that that's the thing yeah so uh, it's, it's... I, I i do absolutely love the I'm not sure what the voice, like the voice direction they gave um, Melody Spivak to for Garudamon. Like it's the same voice as all of the other forms, but huh. something about just how she screams every line is just so funny to me. It's alarming. I, <laughs> I don't care for it. Much. This actually gives me like a reminder. Like they'd say in the Digimon Analyzer in the episode that the attack is a wing blade, but for some reason I do not remember the attack ever being wing blade. Like, did I just like? misremember that and like carry this fake memory with me or like are you both in the same boat um they don't use the um oh, okay naturally because they are introduced later you don't see the ultimate forms as much and so you don't you don't really hear the attack names as much i heard wing blade and i was just like okay i don't remember that in the slightest but okay i guess that's what it's called um whereas i remember meteor wing because it's common I thought it was like Phoenix Wing or something, like Phoenixy, and I'm like Wingblade, like okay, like I don't know, like I'm having like this weird, like yeah. I feel I think... like I remember everything, but I actually remember nothing at this point. <laughs> I think maybe you're getting it confused with Garudamon's other um, like signature attack that shows up later, which is Phoenix Fist, I think. That, that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, it is it is weird that like a move that summons you know a giant firebird is called wing blade, which has nothing to do with the wings or blades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Garudamon overall pretty cool. Some interesting choices in there. 
but I, I, I think he, she, I, I think she's pretty cool. Um, and another, okay, this is our first, yeah. re, this is our first real look at Mayotte's money. If I'm not, if I'm not wrong, right? Or is this the first time? It, it is correct. Yeah. In in fact, in the Japanese version, this is the first time he's named as well. Ooh. Ah, right. The, the dub had Demi Demi referred to him as Lord Mayotte's a few episodes ago, but right. um, up until now in the sub, he was only referred to as my master or just master. Right. Got it. Okay. Got it. Well. He's um he's cool. Like my my Mon is is cool. Um and it's a classic example of the dub being the, the well, you know, just unrelentingly corny because his entrance when he actually you know not, I'm not talking about his first appearance at the beginning of the episode which is fairly low key. He's just, you know, doing the usual um dr- dr- you know, drumming of the uh, Demi Devimon, that's a mouthful. Um, and he, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's no, no longer just a silhouette, he is a character. But his appearance later on, when he goes to fight the kids. Um, where, where he gets airdropped from a carriage? Yes! That entrance is like the whole. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, it's very, it's very Fortnite, isn't it? So that's a bit, uh, that's a bit weird. <laughs> but um, he's, yeah, he has the, uh, the dragon. Demon dragon things, which at, at the time were un- are unnamed. They are, you know, we later learn they are called Devidramon. Uh, I think I've got that right. Yeah, Devidramon. Um, they are pulling his carriage. Uh, he drops out of it in a coffin and then just, you know, falls like 60 feet or whatever. Uh, I'm going to keep referring to all large heights as 60 feet by the way that's just gonna happen from now on <laughs> um, he he falls he falls that he falls a distance just bursts out the coffin in like a shroud spiraling shroud of darkness or bats or whatever the hell it is and then and then he appears and then he immediately ruins it by saying um something like uh, it's time to get batty or whatever he says uh, and it's just like oh <laughs> dull oh saban you you, you yeah, idiots! But you know what? I think that that, that haminess suits him because it's it's a different kind of haminess from from Edamon, whereas Edamon was kind of like corny. Mayosman feels like he's reveling in how oh I yeah guess how like you know important and and cheesy he is. He They're knows his like hammer horror with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But... Also notable is that Mayosman is only his name in the English version. Oh yes, he has a different name in Japan. Uh, is is it is more yeah. explicitly vampiric, right? It's his name in the Japanese version is in fact Vam Demon. Oh my, that's which does not roll off the tongue particularly well, in my opinion. No, not not really. No, no. Um, I, I'm guessing this was like trying to remove any sort of like religious iconography stuff, right? Or because he if he has the word demon in his name, maybe that's a problem or. That, I can't. That was my thought too. But then you've got you've already had Devimon, so I don't know. Yeah, don't... and later on we'll be in in O two. We'll get a villain who's literally just called Demon. So I don't know what the <laughs> yeah. what I mean, the, sta- the standards change, but but it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't that much time between the two. So yeah, it's I don't weird. know what the impetus for that change was, but I I really like it. I think Myodismon's a, a really badass name. It's um, according to my research, it's referring to a genus of bat called my myotis myotis. So Ooh. you know, not a reference that I got as a kid or as an adult, but <laughs> it sounds good and has good mouthfeel. Yeah, that his entire entrance was just like with the fa- like like you said, Tom. Like, and the way like the the moon turns red, like it is just like so over the top. 
but it is in a way like you said like it just like i think after you said that a minute ago where he's like reveling in just his power and his aesthetic and i really appreciate that for our first first look at arguably our biggest villain of this uh season Mm -hmm. for sure yeah it's it's theatrical in a good way that's that's memorable um like i think my my biggest problem with with edamon is that his after his first appearance, he kind of loses some of that theatricality. Like he's just kind of like he's just kind of walking around, <laughs> like every time after that. <laughs> Whereas with Myotis, one every time he appears, it feels like he's got this like aura of menace around him. Yeah, I mean, he's basically the halfway house between Devimon, who was so sort of like classic villain, you know, cackling in the shadows, blah blah blah, who was just kind of boring. I mean, he wasn't helped by the fact that he was a filler villain. While the characters were being introduced, but he was he was boring. Let's be real. Um, and then later on, you have Etimon, who is the exact opposite. Um, he's very much he's very much the difference between sorry, not the difference. He's very much in the center of those two. Like he's got the he's got the theatrical and and obviously just the general aesthetic as well of of Devimon. But then he's also you know got the sort of you know he's he's got he's got Etimon's sort of yeah like theatrics like you said and uh yeah but he is very corny and i'm wondering if that's the case in the japanese one as well scrafty he he is still very corny in the japanese version he tries to be a bit more menacing like um we mentioned this last week but richard epgar who voiced edamon is returns to voice voice my um and i love his voice in this but in the japanese version they made the conscious choice to have his voice be like really deep like he has like a demonically deep voice right and he he's yeah he's he's definitely like a little bit less goofy with his puns and um i guess like kind of i don't want to call them jokes but like japes like things he says like sarcastically to to burn people or whatever sure like in in the the english dub he he basically said like when he goes to take after the like take care of the kids he basically says to danny devimon it's like i'm gonna go do what you couldn't you stupid buffoon Whereas in the Japanese version, he, he says, I'm just going to send him to hell. <laughs> That's what he says. He just sort of says, I'm, I'm going to send these kids to hell, and then he leaves. Nice. Yeah, he's a, he's a I love that. interesting... Um, well, I mean, actually, I don't think he's that interesting. I think he's fairly straightforward in terms of like a, a villain. You know, he's he's very... Um, I think I think the thing that defines my interest more, you'll see in the next episode, um, and his general, like success rate i suppose is the thing that makes him stand out but um he yeah he he's got it makes a good first impression um he seems suitably powerful which is good when he promptly shows up and basically kicks ass um grudemon's victory is kind of a it's kind of an ass pull like it's very deus ex machina like Grudemon is like radiating pure love energy, which I'm pretty sure you never see that happen again. Um, I'll be surprised if we do. Uh, and then they just do the they do the Goku Vegeta finish of like clashing lasers um, until yeah, and then and then they just run away. Like it's it's I'm glad that he doesn't actually get his ass handed to him. But Grudemon's general competence against him seems like they just they just made it up because the episode had to wrap uh and the whole point was getting sora her you know it was getting bm onto ultimate so yeah he's yeah, yeah. And I, I do definitely appreciate the the small tweaks of the dub made to see, make it seem a little bit less like a deus ex machina in the end i i thought uh, it was... right, go ahead 
I thought it was oh sorry. Uh, I thought it was funny how uh, when Sora screams, "Bergamon, I love you," and I just thought about last week how you talked about <laughs> how you talked about Togemon being like, "I love you, Mimi," and I'm just like, that's just like <laughs> I understand the meaning and like the significance behind it, but just how like just like sudden it is was just strangely funny to me. It's it's pretty it's pretty funny, yeah. Um, but we'll we should we should back up a bit and talk about Sora's arc in this before we talk about some of the changes the dub made though because it's really um, important this is supposed to be like ostensibly this is her episode even though it feels like she's got relatively little focus compared to other episodes focusing on the crest's awakening Mm -hmm. she has to share time with myotis so it's kind of it's kind of understandable but but this is less episodic sorry this is less uh yeah, episodic than than previous episodes. We're getting into the more serialized phase of the show now, so I can kind of understand it. But but yeah, yeah, I I appreciate it because it's like like I said in past episodes, I like Sora, but she's felt incredibly underutilized, and like now at least we're starting to see her both do things and we're learning about her backstory, which has been a really nice change of pace compared to the very little she's gotten so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we kind of, I kind of glossed over it in the the recap, but like her her backstory is basically that she is made more explicit in the sub. They they go in a lot. The flashback is a lot more in depth. So she talks about how she used to be the ace striker of an all girls soccer team, and she was like the best player on the team. So like their victory kind of like rode on her back in a lot of cases, but. One day she went a little bit too hard and ended up getting a fairly serious knee injury. And because of that, her her mom basically barred her from being able to compete in sports again and asked her to come take up the family business, which in the English version is just a flower shop, but in the Japanese version is um, an Aikibana artist. So Aikibana is the, the Japanese art of uh, flower arrangement. And I did some research into this, and apparently it's considered to be... Uh, like a traditional Japanese art um, that like it's kind of a dying art as well. Like there there aren't too many people who are training in it anymore. And as a result of that, a lot of Aikibana artists uh, pass down their tra- like their trade to their their children, and they train them to do that specifically because no one else is is doing it, and it, they take it very seriously. And they they're all about like legacy and continuing like the craft so to make sure it doesn't die off. So in the Japanese version, I feel like it, like, it makes it a bit more sense that her mom is really concerned about her not taking up the the family business because it's it's not like a dying art and she feels like if she's you know not going to take this responsibility then then the the art dies with her kind of in a way sure it's funny yeah. the way that the dub handles that scene in which they're they're like presented with uh, a scene of Sora talking to her mom and she's got flowers all around her and what are they supposed to do so they end up with stuff like uh I don't want to take care of some smelly flowers, <laughs> or or, uh, or 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 the scene where she like comes in and her mom tells her basically to shut the hell up because you, you're gonna like wake up the flowers or something like that. It, there's some there's some line to that effect where she's telling her to be quiet, um, and there's like what okay, um, so yeah, it's not the message comes across, but yeah, it's less uh, it's less graceful than than that the the reality behind that scene. Uh, um, makes it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, they definitely get the, the general gist of it. Like the, um, as far as I can remember, I, I actually forgot to take notes during this part, but, um, the, the words that she says to her, um, 
like, why can't you just understand? And then her mother's saying, well, I've made my decision and that's final, or the same in both versions. So they, they definitely got, like, the, the, the spirit of the scene across, even if they had to change things because American kids don't know what Akibana is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I've never heard of that before now, so um, fair play to them for that. But, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, and the thing I found funny about the Sora stuff in this episode was um, scene, where, where you have scenes... Oh, okay, so before I get into this, is it called the Crest of Love in the original? Is that is that the same the same name? It it is yes. It is one of the few crests that does not have any name change whatsoever. It right, is right, okay. explicitly love in both versions. So this is weird to me then because the in the in the in the dub, which obviously you know me me and Sloan mostly just watch the dub, um, we have scenes where Ty is saying things like, uh, "Oh, the Crest of Love that suits you, Sora. You're." full of love or uh, not not saying that verbatim i can't remember his exact lines but that's the kind of vibe of the scene is is ty this you know how old is he supposed to be a 10 11 something like that um yeah this yeah, this young kid 10, talking 10, yeah, talking about love and talking about a girl having love in her like like and then not immediately going you know laughing at her or going you or something like that it's the kind of scene where i'm almost taken aback by how how they didn't go for the obvious immature personality it feels kind of out of place which sounds a bit weird because I'm, I'm not necessarily saying i want to see that i'm just thinking saying it looks these scenes are kind of unnatural her, her them talking so directly about sora inhabiting or you know uh, being a stand-in for the power of love or whatever it just feels weird to me and i don't know if any any either of you feel the same way or if i'm just I don't know if I'm on my own on this one, or, or how, what did you think of it? Not as much, because, uh, like, I guess um, Ty sort of, like, makes fun of her. He's like, why is it that girls always have to get so emotional about love? And then it's like, <laughs> everyone's just like, Just Ty. you wait, buddy. Just you wait. Everyone's like, Ty, like, this is not the moment for you to do this. But it's <laughs> like, I get it, I, li- I, I like the trait, but it's like, I, I get what you're saying, and it's like, you would think like these like immature kids would just be like jerks about it or something, but it is sort of nice yeah. that they aren't as much, I guess, because they're growing. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, guess. I, I do kind of feel, I do kind of feel like the um, the the concept of like quote unquote like love or like platonic love especially is more destigmatized in in Japan because there's a lot of talk in the in the, the Japanese version of this episode about um, you know characters having love for each other and feeling love for each other like tk explicitly says to sora like i love you and it's it's intended not to be like you know a romantic kind of thing but like you're part of my new makeshift family and i don't want you to leave me again right yeah i get that i mean i'm i'm i guess i'm kind of surprised then on the dubs part of like not replace you know not not sort of rejigging those lines to be about uh, well i can't really do friendship because this uh, this is the first episode where they directly address the, I'm, I'm guessing in the in the in the original the sub uh, Japanese version whatever, um, this is the first time that they've directly referred to the, the qualities of the crests, which they've done multiple times in the dub, but yeah, it's very obvious. Yeah, okay, thought so. So very obvious that they're meant to. Yeah, this is meant to be that first time. So we yeah, so we have Matt with the friendship one. So you can't just rejig all the love mentioning into friendship. Um. But but yeah, I'm guessing I'm, I'm, I guess I'm sort of surprised that the dub didn't try and go somewhere along those lines, or or 
maybe talk about family instead, like make it the crest of family. Like that could have worked. Um, or, or well, not sorry, no, not necessarily going that far. I'm just, I guess, I'm just sort of surprised that they said, right, they're talking about love and let's go with it. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm impressed or not on the dubs part, or slightly like still kind of feel these scenes are a bit unnatural or. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, I get the feeling I'm kind of on my own on this one, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I, I feel like the only the only tra- like transition they could have made would be like to change like the crest of caring. Or, like, yeah, caring I was I was thinking about really... care too. Like that's yeah, that's the closest thing to like a trait you can inhabit. That because I get what you're saying with family, but it's like you don't have like a there's not like a trait of family. Like you know, like each one is like a very specific trait. So like I understand yeah. where love is coming from. Yeah, it, it's it, yeah. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of glad then that they didn't go down that route because it probably would have gotten a bit awkward. So that's fine. But no, either way, um, these scenes where <laughs> it's just it just it also sort of develops into scenes where like because obviously Saul is being basically you know emotionally manipulated by <clears throat> excuse me Demi Devimon to imply that she's got no love in her heart or she's never had love or whatever. But like directly talking about that as a concept rather than just like you know my mum never cared about me or whatever you know it's it's yeah which yeah. is which is what the japanese version says surprisingly like in the japanese version the way that he gets in her head is by saying your mother never loved you and because of that you'll never be able to know what real love is and see like i i can agree with you on that tom like it does feel weird like you don't have any love in your heart and it's like <laughs> So cruel. Like, like, my guy, so come on. Like, that's a little, like... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's strange. Like, uh, and it's also weird because it's, it's, it's been very on the nose in terms of, like, um, you know, you, you could have Demi Devimon do that to every one of the kids for the last few weeks. So it'd just be like, uh, you don't have any, insert name of Crest here, in your heart. <laughs> and it's just like... Okay, that's a bit too on the nose, but it, yeah, whatever, it's fine. I just I just found those scenes to be very odd, <laughs> to to the dialogue in them to be very odd. Yeah, though what he says in the in the Japanese version that like your mother never loved you is like that's it raises another question because how does he know about that? <laughs> like how? The, what every, she every other to episode. Him? And again, yeah, like every other episode, he he's just using like very basic manipulation. Like the only time that he expresses any knowledge of the kids' qualities is when he he knows that you know Matt and TK are brothers, and he uses that to manipulate TK. But other than that, he's basically just you know doing basic manipulation. This implies that he has like an in-depth knowledge of, <laughs> of Sora's familial backstory and is able to manipulate that. Like, Out of that, or he just made a really lucky guess. You know what? He's like, Sora, I watched the flashback earlier, and your mom just doesn't love you, okay? Like, I, I can tell. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I do like um, David. Okay, that's more effective, at least, than the gigantic, massive needle uh, Demi Devimon fires at... Uh, well, it ends up firing at Beamon uh, after she, after she uh, uh, does the get down Mr. President on Sora. Um, <laughs> it basically does nothing. Like, I mean, it make, it sort of like makes a woozy for a bit, and then she just digivolves anyway. It's kind of like, okay, that was a. Why didn't you use that before now? Because I feel like that would have been handy in a number of situations. And b. He did in the sub. <laughs> in the dub, deals are banned. Yeah, I was oh, surprised the, to see the demi dart. Honestly. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Yeah, come, come to think of it. 
Yeah, that, that it's is the only of... time we see it, probably. Yeah, I mean, the sorry. Go ahead, sir. Oh, I had said it's the only time we see it, and I was honestly surprised that we even saw it in the first place. So, it's... and it's basically yeah. not effective. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could replace it with like a missile or something. I'm wondering how they'd, how they'd like fork into that and turn it into something else. Um, but it's a lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Why? You know what? Why not? Um, <laughs> it literally doesn't matter. Um, yeah, These no. Bombs are in the head with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, because drugs are imitatable. Hammer violence definitely is not. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, so they just they just did that and yeah, I I I like that they just ignored it when when it was time to put him onto Digivolve. So um even though they I don't know, like <laughs> clearly could have just lasted longer and been more of an issue, but there we go. Um Yeah. Um I do like the um sort of talking about the earlier in the episode, what's the deal with Flymon and the fact that he's clearly not a fly, he's a bee. Or wasp, even. Yeah, that one threw me too. It's yeah, it's it's weird because they later on they there's a Digimon that they introduce that's called um, Fly Beemon, which is different from Flymon. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Being so based on the same animal. Is it any like I know Digimon family trees get a bit weird, but is it any relation <laughs> to Flymon? I I don't think so. No, they don't share any kind of um, evolutionary tree. Like I'm looking at the wiki right now, and the the closest thing is that. If you had, uh, like, Flybeamon can become Okuamon, which is, like, the, you know, big gray version of Koagamon. Oh, and right. that can become Grand Koagamon, which can evolve from Flybeamon's evolved form. So it seems, yeah, it seems like there's basically no okay. connection between them. Be on That's... the lookout for my new Digimon OC, Ground Beamon. <laughs> Wait, is there just, like, a normal Beamon? Yeah. I I think there's a waspmon. I don't know about just a beemon. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. There's just flybeemon. <sighs> yeah, this is weird. Especially because there's like a that's a, a plane company. There's like an airline called. Fl- Sorry, there was a there was an airline called Flybee until very recently over here, um, and then it went bankrupt. So um, yeah, as they say, flybeemon. I'm just thinking. Okay, it looks like the the confusing thing though is that flybeemon isn't even a fly or a bee. It's a dragonfly. Oh, for God's sake! Jeez, Digimon. Who makes the who Come makes on. these names? Who makes these names? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just. Oh, dude. wait! If you're upset about names now, wait till we get to Savers. There's some, some <laughs> okay. absolutely. I mean, uh, Picklemon isn't a pickle. It's a, it's a, it's a little like Furby. So nothing matters. <laughs> Greymon isn't grey. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> let's, end, let's end this now. Um, so yeah, no. We, uh, so the, the one last, th- the one last thing I want to touch on in this episode um, that I have in my notes is that. In the English version, um, Sora's reaction to Garudamon is just, oh wow, my crest was glowing. Whereas in the Japanese version, she looks at Garudamon and goes, wow, you look so cool. <laughs> I wish we got that, because Garudamon is cool, and he's, Garudamon he's should know cool. that at every hour of every day. Yeah, Garudamon's, <laughs> Garudamon's cool. Um, the last thing I want to mention about this episode is uh, the one of the first lines uh, said by Demi Devimon in this episode, which is, uh, everybody makes mistakes, remember Disco? Yes, I wanted to, <laughs> I was hoping that would get brought up in one way or another, I love that. It's like, you just start out the episode with a bang, like, um, of the just <laughs> classic dub line, like, if I was making a YouTube compilation of, like, Digimon Adventure, best Oh, slash worst dub moments. I just include that in there. Absolutely. 
Um, pop number, number and it's the only one you need. <laughs> it's so dumb. Um, oh. I, I, uh, I honestly, I love Demi Devimon so much, and the the lines after that in the dub about how he hates bats despite the fact that he is a bat <laughs> is, is incredible. Yep. And yep, it's that. like, have you looked in the mirror lately? <laughs> do you know what your <laughs> do you know where your design is from? Like, come on. Speaking of other uh, good dub lines uh, at the end, because like we said, for whatever reason, everyone feels the power of love like fill them when Grudemon is there. And then Joe says, I felt something too. It made me feel uncomfortable. And then she's like, and then Mimi's like, I know why you felt uncomfortable, Joe. These were in your pocket. And he just has like a bunch of acorns. Like, it's so non sequitur, but I, it made me like actually laugh just from how nonsensical it was. I kind of spit. You're going to love this, but do you know what the original <gasps> version of that line oh, is? Tell me more. So, after they get saved, uh, Ty says that he could feel the power of Sora's love. And, uh,. Joe asks, Joe says, I wish I could feel the power of someone's love. And then Mimi says, I'll give you some of my love, Joe, and then goes in the seats. Yes! Yes! We're out here! We've made it! (laughs) I don't like the connotation of it, but we're out here. I don't (laughs) get it. (laughs) I don't understand any part, either the dub or the subversion of that just makes zero sense. I kind of just spaced out during that scene because I was so confused. So, um, yeah. (laughs) That's a weird it's, ending. It's very bizarre in, in both languages. I don't I don't really understand like the implications of that, but yeah. it's like, like they... it speaks more to like what we were talking about earlier, how like love in Japan is just something that you kind of spread around instead of being a romantic Yeah, no, so... don't 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 try and help them out on this one, Scrafty. They did a bad scene and there's no <laughs> there's no digging out there's no digging upwards from uh, from from whatever mess they just put in that end of the episode. Um, very last yeah, thing. F- fair, fair enough. Scrafty, thank you for vindicating me, though. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, that I is true. It. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to discuss these scenes and potential matching, uh, rather than talk about anything to do with uh, any other pairing in the show. So, or any other characters, I should say, in the show. So, um, the last, <laughs> thing, very last thing I want to mention in this episode is that uh, shout outs to Flymon's voice actor for. Uh, not just being content with having a general buzzing sound for Flymon, uh, they decided to go the extra mile and go e through like a lot of his scenes. <laughs> so, yeah, that that cracked me up a lot. And also, I apologise for headphone users. Don't be. That was really good. We, it's what we deserve. I love how unabashedly goofy this series is, and like every time anything like that happens, I just picture like. They paid voice actors to sit in the booth and make dumb animal noises, and that's amazing. I bet they had a good time. I I hope they did. Also, um, before I move on, I just wanted to uh, go on to um, Midasmon's attacks because Grizzly he just summons real bats with Grizzly Wing, and like there's something about that, and the way you see like the bats like get little X's in their eyes as they're being lit on fire. It's like these bats are just dying. They're being killed. <laughs> Innocent bats. Well, and also, my, Crimson Lightning is really cool. I, that's all I got to say. It's just a bunch of red whips. It's awesome. My Ismon, um, obviously, first appearance in this episode. Uh, he's also very present in the next one. So, shall we move on to episode 27 and then we can uh, pick up what we, we sh- left off there? We should. Yeah, I'm... yeah, for sure. There's a lot. We got a lot to cover. So, cool. Okie dokie. So, episode 27 um, is, again, we're moving very much into a more serialized portion of the show um, by which I mean the story continues on rather than being you know fairly 
you know, like an, there's a start, a beginning, and a start, a middle, and an end to each episode. We're talking about one flowing story, um, which generally involves most of the team. So we pick up where we left off, um, where the gang meets up with Jedi again. And this is the episode where it is revealed properly for the first time to the characters rather than to the audience that a, an eighth member of the Digestant exists. Um, and they are out there waiting for the kids to find them. Uh, Jedi reveals that the kid is in Japan. Not very specific, of course, but uh, at least it's where the kids live. Um, and then they uh, learn that Myotismon is also planning to go to the human world, which is, of course, no good for anyone involved. So they uh, hatch a plan to storm Myotismon's castle, um, basically break in, stop him, and return to the... or, or at the very least, return to the real world uh, as he travels there. Um, and most of the episode is them basically infiltrating the castle. They get Palmon and Agumon to um, disguise themselves and join in a basically like a drill by one of the commanders uh of devi uh, sorry my utismon's uh, forces uh a chap by the name of nanimon after that they eventually do catch up with them and uh, this is also the first episode where we meet gatomon who is a uh cat digimon with some uh you know strength behind her like they ended up they end up confronting my utismon at the end um Although they're able to fight off most of the other Digimon, Gatomon does show up and roundly whoop the asses of pretty much all the champion Digimon. Uh, Mightismon's team go to the real world, uh, including Gatomon and Demi Devimon, uh, and then the kids uh, basically fail at the end because they just yeah they just aren't able to catch up with the force and uh, yeah so basically a big failure episode for the team a a good humbling episode for them and uh, yeah it leaves them in a bit of a precarious position what we've noticed more now in the human world wreaking havoc or getting ready to at the very least so this episode was pretty good like it's it's there's a lot going on uh, and it feels like the most sort of momentous episode uh, since probably since the episode where Metal Greymon first debuted, like in terms of actual events that happen, um, as opposed to episode 21, which was more of a, you know, quality episode, but not necessarily events-driven episode, let's say. So um, what do you, what, what did both of you think of this one? Right, my first thought is we, we have to appreciate Skagumon. <laughs> oh, God, remind me. Who that, who, I wish they had that name. When they go in for disguise... Well, they go into uh, to Myosmon's castle in disguise. Palmon disguises himself as Reggae Palmon. And Agumon disguises himself as Punk Agumon. And he is a rude boy. He is, in fact, Skagumon. Yeah, okay, that's, that's the new canon. I love it. I mean, that, with that afro, he kind of does strike me more as that person than a punk. <laughs> but okay. Uh, I think Reggae Palmon is... Um, that is That was a choice. Uh, hey, Pal- Palmon's freaking cancelled. There's cultural appropriation right there. I, <laughs> I don't know why I it's can't believe, comfortable. I can't mm. believe that was actually... Like, I mean, like, obviously like, that would take far too much work to, like, edit, but it's like, it just so surprises me that they did that. What was that in... The, I need to know right away. Was that, like, 
incredibly similar in the sub like were they just uh punk agumon and reggae palmon it, it is a direct translation yes that's incredible Holy shit really I, god yeah. that is the most surprising thing so far and i love it maybe they just liked they, it they did not touch that at all <laughs> i mean it was like 99 so you know uh, but i don't know that's so like uh, uh, i think i'm more surprised that they didn't change punk agumon because he's so like obviously not punk but um, he's more like a i don't know yeah it should be it shouldn't be like reggae agumon or something i don't know like it's so disco agumon because he has the big like afro i don't know i I guess i guess that's my thinking which you know if you want to question that then i won't blame you um but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, it, it's, it's a weird... It was just a weird scene with <laughs> seeing that line, and I'm just like, okay, uh, this was a choice. Um, but yeah, they... So, you, know what, you know what I realized, though? I, I, like, it made me realize Pal- when Palmon wears like, the, the, the dreadlock wig, all that's uh, poking through is the little uh, stem of the flower on her head. And it made me realize since, you know, since uh, Garudamon devolved down to Yokomon in this episode, it made me realize they have the exact same flower stem on their head. Like why? Why isn't Gokumon um, Palmon's pre-evolution? Yeah, we have, when a, they have the exact same flower. We have a uh, Butterfree Venonat situation here, where like they it just it does feel like they just swap some evolutions around at some point just for the hell of it. Um, and I don't I don't really understand it why. Really does yeah yeah. But I mean, Tanamon wouldn't have made sense with Biomon, so it's just like okay, give uh, give Palmon or give Biomon the little pink thing, I guess. Yeah, maybe yeah. Possibly, yeah. Um, it's very strange, but either way, it's you know, Digimon. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Um, it's yeah. The whole the whole Nannymon scene. Um, firstly, now that I'm more, I don't know, more in the know when it comes to Japanese as a language in general. I guess uh, I can't speak it. I'm not implying that, by the way. I just know certain words and phrases. Uh, Nannymon is basically just Whatmon, right? It's like like all like. <laughs> Yeah, like literally what, and then. Yep, you, yeah. you are one hundred percent correct. Yeah. And they they make a pun out of that in the Japanese version when they're when they're introducing. I, I had to look up what the pun is because the subtitles kind of ruin it. But so they introduced him in the Digimon Analyzer by saying, uh, "Koitsu wa Nanimon," which means either "Who is this mon?" or "This is Nanamon." <laughs> okay, that's funny. That's good. So it's, yeah, it's that's a nice good. little joke that obviously is entirely lost in translation, but. I couldn't leave this until we get to Savers, whenever the hell that is. Because when I, as soon as I saw Nanimon, I was like, oh god, it's the, uh, it's, uh, wait, I thought they, I thought they, I thought they turned this guy into an orange for the, for the dub version. And I had to look it up, and it was like, no. So Nanimon has an evolved form called Bom- Bomber Nanimon. Uh, and when they dubbed Digimon, uh, Savers into Digimon Data Squad, uh, they, because Bomber Nanimon is literally a bomb. They basically turned him into an orange instead and called him Citramon. Um, and in one of the most hilarious pieces of like, you know, Japan to US anime localization ever, like Disney just being like, oh nope, my we can't god, have, I just looked we, this up. We can't have a bomb on TV, so uh, let's turn him into an orange, I guess. Why not? Like, it's so good. I well, we'll get to that when we get to that. But like the entire story behind that is so funny. Um, okay, that's well, incredible. Jeff Nimoy has talked about it on Twitter a bit about how like Man. they he basically like, threatened like you you can either change this or we're cutting the episode because Disney is not going to be associated with any bombs. God damn it! 
and um, so the, the way he the way he did it is he decided to honor um, the English dub of Boba Bo, which had just stopped airing oh, around that same time. Okay. By by redesigning Nani to look like Don Patch from Boba Bo and having him voiced by Don Patch from Boba Bo. Nice. Bo 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 Bo. I always forget how many bows are supposed to be. Yes. There. That's that's a that's it, a Japanese so the, manga the, the trick... with like if you've ever seen the guy with the yellow afro uh, in any anime context, um, that's what we're going to do here. Just just FYI. Yeah. The trick to remembering how many bows there are is, according to the the original author of the series, it has the same number of syllables as Massachusetts car washer. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm English. British. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, so, don't know what the hell that is. In, so in full, seven. In full, it would be bo 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 bo. Okay, I will try. That's incredible. That. And by which I mean I've already forgotten. So bo 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 bo. We'll, we'll just call this episode Massachusetts Car Washer so that everyone can remember. <laughs> uh, sorry, no, this, this episode is, has to be called uh, Nanny the F Mon. So there you go. Um, okay, so yes, enough. For, yeah, Nanny Mon is, is weird. Um, the scene where they uh, him. get him drunk on soda um, is funny. Speaking of odd, um, I don't want to use the word censorship. I, I freaking hate that, but I'm just going to do it in this instance so you know what I mean. Um, yeah, so the, 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 that's a classic case of uh, like animationship is having them turn all the alcohol into soda, uh, even though he clearly gets drunk on it all the same, and I'm pretty sure any kid will be able to recognize that. So that was that was a treat. It's it's so funny the way he just cool. shouts, "Love uh, that soda!" <laughs> it's just... yeah, the bubbles go straight to his head, according to Sukemon. Make him as dipsy as a doodlemon. Yeah, the little Numemon who embarks on a, a stealth mission, a sneaking mission, if you will, to to uh, get the the sake is is the MVP of the episode. Though without him, none of this would have happened. Yes, yes, very good. Yeah, very good scenes all around I, of uh, of them. That it seems whole sequence. Go ahead. No, no, you, you go ahead. I've spoken a lot. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say that whole sequence is so bizarre, but it was just like. It's so weird that I enjoyed it so much. It's just you see all the bottles like flying out with little parachutes and he's just like drinking all of them and it's just like this is so ridiculous but it's it, it feels so like 90s children's anime. <laughs> it's cool. for, for America for characters who just be chugging down tons of soda turn bright red. It sends a good message at least you know stay away from the pot. So. Don't drink too much soda. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. There you go. Um, I really liked um, the reveal of Gatomon in this episode. I knew this was going to be coming in these three episodes. I hadn't quite cottoned on to the fact that it would be this one. So uh, when she does finally appear from the shadows, it's kind of like, hell yes. And I forgot how good her voice was. Like her voice actor, uh, voice actress, I should say, um, does a damn good job. Um, like... I uh, remember Kari's voice quite well, obviously, and I think that helps that she shows up, as in her actress shows up in a number of other things, but I didn't remember Gatomons, and, and now and instantly it just comes straight back to me and just like, oh, cool, yes, awesome. So, yeah, that was that was a treat. And, yeah, and, I, and it's especially impressive considering, like, Gatomon's English dub voice is, is supposed to be a, an impression of Eartha Kitt, who played Catwoman in the, the 1960s. Oh, show. wow! That's a, okay. That's a deep cut. I love that. That makes way so more like, sense. The, the, 
Yeah, so, like, the fact that she's able to, like, be so distinct in a motive while also doing an oppression for the entire show is really impressive. I love that yeah, so much. It's these little touches with, like, the voice actors, like, both for one-off characters and notable characters, that just make this show so much better. This Okay, that works as well because, for sure. quite frankly, it's just a good like voice uh, as impressions go that's a good one to go for and it has and 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 also i can't let that go without taking the time to appreciate the fact that they got they did an impression of of Eartha kit who plays catwoman uh for a cat character so um i know that's obvious but like i just love it i just i just love that kind of dumbass decision <laughs> it is so cool <laughs> so, yeah if, if if you'll if you'll indulge me for a second i i went deep into the the jeff nimoy files on this episode to find some really cool behind the scenes stuff i'll that, always um, indulge I think you. it's pretty neat yeah so there's there's two little notes i wanted to make about this episode so i i i dove down into the um an old digimon forum called uh, with the will and uh, where Jeff Nimoy used to be quite active, and uh, as a reminder, Jeff Nimoy is the, the, the lead dub writer on the series, as well as doing the voice Scrafty. of Tentamon. I have a very important question for you about this forum. I'm going to let you finish your story, but just I think, I think you may already know what I'm going to ask about, but just finish your story first and give me some time to ask that. <laughs> so. For for sure. All right. So there's two. So in this in this forum, we talked about two big changes that had to be made in this episode. So first of all, this is the first episode in the English dub that officially acknowledges that the, the series takes place in Japan. Like the human world is Japan. Yes. And the reason for that is, at this point in the Japanese version, they had just reached episode thirty, where um, the entire episode revolves around uh, extensive train rides around Odaiba with you know various important locations, and it was at the point that he realized that, oh, we can't hide the fact that this is Japan anymore. We have to, you know, embrace this. Yep. Yep. So he he thinks that it was it was for the best, but he he kind of wishes that they had told them that earlier, like they had made it that distinct earlier, because he would have gladly made the entire series set in Japan um, from the start if he knew that, that it was going to be an important factor in the in the show later on. And he says that like so many of the choices they made were because of the assumption that you know, um, the the Fox Brass were going to make them remove any references to Japan. So, like, he kind of laments the fact that if he had known that from the start, then they, the team would have, you know, maybe not have given them anglicized names and maybe um, been more explicit about, you know, when Ty goes back to the human world that he's in Odaiba specifically. Um, so I thought that was, that was kind of cool that, like, this is the turning point. This is the point where they, they kind of had to realize, oh, you know, this is what we have to do moving forward. This is the episode that informs every episode from now on. No, I mean, I'm glad they actually made a decision rather than... Um, oh, well, I, I, it's good to hear that they, at some point, yeah. had to both, A, realise they had to make a decision and then B, made that decision because that's, that's good to hear um, that they didn't just... I don't know. I don't know what I'm necessarily expecting them to do. Mm. It's just... Uh, just, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this... Go ahead, sorry. Okay, finish with so... The other little story that, yeah, that I wanted to tell is the reason why Gatomon is called Gatomon. So, in the Japanese version, this yes. Digimon is called Tailmon. In the dub, it's called Gatomon, and Gato is the Spanish word for cat, but specifically the Spanish word for a male cat. And the reason for that is because in the Japanese version, Gatomon, while obviously being voiced by you know a, a woman a voice actor, uses gender-neutral pronouns for herself. And because the majority of Digimon on the team were 
uh, you know, voiced by women, even the ones that were male, and that used that specific pronoun, which is um, the uh, Watashi, which is g generally a, a male favored pronoun, because it is used by um, Padawan and Agumon versus Atashi, which is used by Piyomon and Palmon. So the dove writers assumed, oh, this means Gatomon is a boy. So according to Jeff Nimoy, they actually originally recorded this episode with a male voice actor for Gatomon. Huh. However, they got word back from the Japanese um, team that Gatomon's evolution was Anjouomon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that made them realize, oh no, we can't do this. <laughs> we can't. We can't. We have to course correct. So they went back and they got a different voice actor for Gatomon. Um, you know, they re-recorded all the lines, uh, removed any reference uh, in the dialogue to Gatomon being being male. But because it was too late to change the marketing, they'd already you know sent out like toys and, and stuff with the name Gatomon on it. They couldn't change it to a a different name. So Gatomon is forever stuck with the name of a male cat, despite being a woman. And I think that's a interesting but wild story. Wow, that, that is. is a... Yeah, they they got the runaround there. I think <laughs> just just a little bit. Um, so, mm, well, I'm glad I'm glad that either way they eventually, you know, basically kept Gatamon as it was for the most part. Like, it, it seems like that's generally how it's ended up, regardless of the name. So, uh, and Gatamon's, you know what? Frankly, yeah, I, I didn't realize that Gato actually meant specifically a male cat, but I think the name's more memorable. So yeah, I need to You know. That's fine. Tailmon, t Tailmon's kind of boring. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely prefer got like the name Gatomon to Tailmon for sure. Yeah, and I think that like most children, at least in the U.S., I can't, I can't, I can't speak for the U.S. as a Canadian. We we learned French in school, but in the U.S., where where Spanish is like the the primary quote unquote secondary language, um, I feel like most kids would understand right. that Gato means cat. Yeah, like that was something like I didn't, I don't know Spanish. I never took Spanish, but like pretty young, like. I like you know what some words mean, and for whatever reason, I knew what Gato means, so it's like it made sense. Mm -hmm. But that's a that's a really cool little story, uh, especially like I'm I'm almost a little bit surprised that they had that much uh, interconnection between the teams. Like I understand that they would, but to hear, just have them be like, oh, like actually Andrew Wilmot, it's like oh we gotta change. Like I guess I just didn't um, expect all. Of I that. have a question, Scrafty. Go go uh, for that it. Forum you mentioned, that forum you mentioned. Is that the same one um, with the bloody um, event stuff? I don't know if you're aware of like the Digimon event meme or whatever the hell it is. Or, or okay, so basically what this was, I remember seeing this back on, um, and, and do forgive me, but this was this was before it went to absolute hell. Uh, this was this was posted on NeoGaf years and years and years ago. Something about um, a forum where they believe that the Digimon is real and there's going to be basically like a judgment day where... Oh god, it, I remember that. ...that becomes apparent and, and the Digimon... Um, digi the digital world and the real world come combined or some bollocks like that. Uh, I remember reading about this on, on, on Neogaf years and years and years ago. Obviously it was hilarious. But... I swear it was that same forum you just spoke about. <laughs> I, swear, I swear it is. I might, I might have to try. And you know, this I, up. I actually haven't heard that story before, so I, I can't speak to that. I don't. That you, it was called. It was called. I don't know the format. Yeah, like, I, I, honestly, sorry, I, sorry, I, I would not be too surprised. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna try. And, I'm gonna try and look it up and find it, which you know isn't gonna be. It was. It was called Digiclips. I, I distinctly remember. Distinctly that. Remember, right. 
good. Okay, I'm not going crazy. So I don't um, know if it was the same forum, but I I do remember what you're calling what you're talking about, and it just like unlocked like some like eighth grade like hidden memory I stored away forever, and I'm not sure like to be mad about it or not, because <laughs> I had just like seen it and I was like, yeah. and as a teenager I was like, wow, that's really corny and bad, and now I'm just like remembering that. <laughs> yep. 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 Okay. Yeah. I fa- I've, I found the original forum thread. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna save this for later on in the episode, uh, but I will just say right now. Um, or, or you know, I'll save this for another time, maybe. But I will just say right now. No, I'm, I was wrong. It wasn't the same forum. So, yeah. No. No. No worries. With, with the will is fine. So uh, if anyone listening to this goes there and was briefly offended by my slandering of their phone <laughs> i do apologize <laughs> so um you're, you're you're probably good people or yeah oh same god <laughs> that's a that's a that's a run down memory lane that's a being shot out of a cannon down memory lane yeah well I, I, we might we might look at this later if, if we feel like it so uh, um anyway sorry back to back to the actual product back to um back to the episode itself um i want to um just briefly mention the beginning um and you know they're they're running with jenai his character is insane like i feel like he's he's just so he's far too goofy like for the character he's meant to be, and I think we discussed this previously, especially when he first appears after defeating Devimon. But he's just so daft. Like he's, I don't know. Like I don't know how you you two feel about him. He's he's just so weird. I love him. Uh, in the next episode, especially, he has a lot of like lines I really love. But it's like the thing of like like oh, what's the name? And he's like, eh, the name. It's. I forgot, and it's like everyone's just like, "What? Like, what is going on with this bizarre old man?" Like, that is just my feeling. Like, this, like, why is this character here? Like, I understand that there's like a need for a link of like, basically the, uh, for the kids to find out the information they don't know how to like, plug into like the world or whatever. But it's like he is just so weird, and I don't understand why he's here. But I appreciate Jedi so much just because of how. <laughs> strangely bizarre and like fitting given how like weird the digital world is like it works in a weird way he's that scene where he says i forgot something about the delivery of that just absolutely got me like i thought it was hilarious um so props to it's really again, good props to, props to the dub team props to props to the, his voice actor there because yeah really really funny scene um yeah i think i think Another bit in the beginning that also got me, I can't remember the context of this, but there is a part where Joe, Tylight makes a joke about Joe, and they have a line. It's obviously something oh, yes. they've made up because Joe's not actually animated to, to laugh. But rather than just, you know, have him be annoyed or something, they go, well, I guess they do, but they, they have a line where he's like, uh, Joe says, that was so funny, I forgot to laugh. It's just like, yeah, okay. that was that was so bizarre and like savage. I know exactly what you're talking about because I had that same reaction of like, <laughs> why is his face like this? Joe is just <laughs> Joe needs to chill. I just thought that line was particularly savage for some reason. Like I don't know why he <laughs> came at time like that, <laughs> but I'm glad he did. Joe just it's... like serves like just like really just shades everyone. And I love it. Like after like episode eight or whatever, like after like the the once the Unimon thing hit where he made his first joke, he has just become like increasingly funnier and like some very like non 
traditional ways like just like all these like little bits where he's just very snarky and sarcastic are really good i know he's yeah i'm I'm a, I'm a fan of i'm a fan of this joe like he can be a bit annoying sometimes when he's you know being overly wussy basically um but he uh but yeah no he, he joe was like background like the occasional like shit talker basically is, is good is always appreciated um so yeah what did uh what did everyone make of the ending of this episode with the the, the crew basically being handed a big old l actually um i have one quick question for scrafty was that whole bit with the uh, i forgot the name of the eighth digit justin is that like played the same like comedically in the sub yeah it's, it's played the same in the, in the sub and the dub but okay. in in the the dub the kids are a bit more cranky about it like they they kind of take his his senior citizen moments in stride in the <laughs> the sub whereas in the dub almost every time it happens they like rip into him for it to be honest if i found out a giant vampire man uh was aiming to go to my hometown to find a child who also was indigestined and the old man who had all the information didn't have the information, I would be pretty cranky too. Just gonna say. <laughs> yeah, he is a very, he's a tease, <laughs> to put it one way. So uh, he's uh, I don't I I will never I will never blame them for getting mad at Jedi. So one one thing that uh, this episode marks is it marks the return of more poop jokes. Oh, that's right. Because Nanimon, he throws the poop or something. Oh, and yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, when, when, when uh, so yeah, near the end of the episode, when Nanimon tries to stand between the, the Digidestin and the, the gate, all of them uh, reach their champion forms, and he just immediately peeks out, he's like, nah, this isn't in my, this isn't in my, my contract, <laughs> I'm not dealing with this. And he poops himself and runs away, and the poop lands on Demi Devimon's head. I hated it. I'm, I'm done with poop. Yeah, no more poop please and i know i know that's a that's a um it's not gonna happen but i can hope uh, um the, 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 the end of the episode with there's like a weird contrast between like all the you know nannymon and all the forces there being complete yeah again wolves and just bailing out immediately as soon as they hit champion level which by the way like what's nannymon he's like, ultimate surely he's champion level yeah like, i'm pretty sure he's I, his champion, I feel like yeah. he shouldn't have any trouble taking them on no yeah. he's i'm like 90 percent sure he's yeah. ultimate and which is why it confused me that he's an ultimate level scared of a giant cactus <laughs> power levels okay yeah, and then is, this is also is the episode oh he is champion okay that's that's my bad yeah and this is also the, this is also the episode where like you know obviously gatamon shows up and yes they haven't technically discussed what level she is or anything like that yet but they yeah she she is a champion level we know that so she kicks all their asses <laughs> with like they had a job incredibly hard uh, which you can take you can take that to mean sorry go up what was that stone yeah it's 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 very funny to see giant cat just jump on big digimon's head or not giant tiny incredibly tiny cat jump on giant digimon's head and just like topple them over instantly it was funny yeah i don't know what you remind me I think... of like there was sort of go on scrafty yeah, I think that kind of gets explained in in O two when they they it's a bit of a retcon where they say that like the the tail ring that Gatamon has like is like a holy artifact that grants her more power than the standard champion level does. Okay. Okay. Oh, the same one that they're using this one to it, it it shows up in this. Well, obviously it shows up because it's always on a tail, but it's used in this episode to activate the uh, um the stone gargoyles essentially that uh, <laughs> Mayutismon has placed around his chamber and 
yeah, that's not really explained <laughs> as to what, why that happens or if that's like a power of hers. But it just it's yeah, a happens. it's a Dark Souls gargoyle um, fight. And yeah, this, this is the <laughs> yeah the Belfry gargoyles. <laughs> it's it's sure, more coming in. Two of them before a third one arrives. Well, they are sent back to the bonfire at the end of this episode, basically. So you know that yeah th- that kind of works. So um, c- can anyone explain the th- so. The, the cards, I guess we'll get to this a bit more in this episode, but uh, just to give some context to this one, because I, I didn't mention this during the synopsis, um, the, the way that Mayutis mom finds his way to the human world is he's got a big old gate that he's found, and this apparently, le- sorry, legend tells that this leads to the human world, essentially, or the mortal realm, or whatever he wants to call it. And then he uses this these cards to open the way. And they don't really explain anything about it in this episode. Next episode, they do get into it. But I didn't understand any of that. It just feels like a complete, like... I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be, like, a promo for the card game. That's what I was thinking, too. I was wondering. This would be the first time that... Yeah, it just feels like such a convoluted... Like, a pointlessly convoluted way... I guess I guess we're on the verge of talking about the next episode here. So, um, does anyone have any closing thoughts on this episode? Both twenty-seven and twenty-eight do run fairly close to one another, mm. I think. So, um, unless anyone does, anyone have any closing thoughts for for this episode, and then we'll yeah. move on to the next one. I just wanted to point out something cool that the, the, the Japanese version yeah. does. Um, so, from from when Metal Greymon um, digivolves until the gate shuts, it plays Braveheart. And because Braveheart is usually like the victory yes. theme in the Japanese version, you think, oh, they're going to win. They're going to make it to the gate in time. But then as they get closer and closer to the door, it, like it, it fades out and it cuts off entirely when the door shuts. And that's a cool, I thought that was a really cool musical Ooh, that's uh, good. moment there. Huh. That's, that's clever. Um, yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, oh, uh, speaking, of, speaking of Metal Greymon, I, I totally forgot, but he just attacks once and then immediately digivolves all the way into Coromon. <laughs> Did anyone else find that kind of I thought that was funny. Weak? But also, uh, Metal Greymon, he starts sharing the spotlight a little bit more, because this is his third sighting. Yeah, and he even says his name twice during his evolution sequence. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's that. It's, it's <laughs> that so was, weird, was... yeah. Like he's, he's, he's hogging the spotlight so hard, he has to say his name twice. <sighs> come on, come on, Agumon. Like, we, we get it, you know, the CGI, but gotta, gotta give a little. <laughs> He shows up like so for such a short amount of time. It's almost like, why did they bother? Um, but yeah. I guess he's cool. Metal Greymon's cool. Also, his English voice actor continues to be really, really good. So I do, I do like his, I do like the treatment they gave him. Um, um, yeah. Sorry. Last, last thing I wanted to mention was the. Um, there's a line in here where Nanny Mon says something to the effect of something like, "I ain't getting my fanny kicked" or something like that. Um, which uh, obviously funny has a different meaning in the UK. So <laughs> I'm sort of I was sort of trying to think back to when I originally watched this episode and thinking, did that line make it into the version I watched? I don't remember at all. Um, and I'm also I also think it's the same scene where he shits himself on top of Demi Devimon. So maybe they just caught that whole part altogether for being unnecessarily vulgar and accidentally vulgar as well. So what is, don't know. for, for the listeners, what does Fanny mean? Uh, in the uh, UK, it, mean, it means vagina. <laughs> yeah, so like I know it means arse over there, but uh, or but but, uh, but yeah, it means it means vagina in in, in English parlance. The more you know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so, so with that segue, episode twenty-eight. Uh, so for the final uh, episode that we cover for this week, um, it starts with them being like back where they were before, sort of like they're defeated, they've regrouped, and uh, so they talk to Jenna again, and he's sort of telling them like, "Oh, you can open the door. You see the right keys." And they're like, stop being so mysterious, you weird old man. And he leads them to his house. And uh, so the house, as they explore, which has a giant searchlight, like, beaming up, is in a lake. And so they're like, how do we get here? But, of course, the lake gets basically drained or parted, however you want to... Parted, I think, uh, to a giant stairway down to Jenna's house. Uh, They go down, of course, uh, some aquatic slash fish themed puns and jokes are thrown in and Jedi uh, is just sort of there and he says I just want to shout in this really good line of they're like oh uh, Jedi you're actually here and he's like who did you expect Santa Claus and um, <laughs> it's just really good uh, so he sort of gives them time to uh, both explain uh, both to rest and to eat and to explain the situation of Myotis Mon and his gang are now in Japan. They're now in the Digestion's hometown. And they're going to find the eighth child. And uh, which was briefly uh, uh, scratched by and, or briefly uh, skated by in the last episode. Uh, Jedi makes the remark that uh, without the uh, all the Digestion together, including the eighth child, uh, the two worlds will never be in harmony. So um, it's it's a very important, it's very prescient and important that they go find this uh, last Digidestin and they have to use the cards to uh, get through the gate. And so Jenna gives them the cards. But the problem is that they don't know the right way to put the cards. And there's a 10th one that is a fake card, which Jenna gives them a fake card for some reason. And with the explanation that you have to use the right cards, you cannot just keep uh, trying and trying again because you might go to a different world. And uh, so it's basically a one-shot or else they lose. And so um, the rest of Digestin sleep and uh, Izzy and Jen and I talk about uh, the attributes of Digimon and also the fact that everything in the digital world is the result of broken slash missing data, which is kind of interesting. Uh, it also sort of uh, reduces every Digimon down to uh, your good or evil based on your attribute of virus, vaccine, or data which uh, we briefly covered uh, before, but um, he also upgrades Izzy's computer to uh, note that whenever a Digivice is plugged in, he can uh, look at the Digimon analyzer of any Digimon that that Digestion has seen. Uh, so they end up going back to the castle, they, they crouch the castle, uh, and they sort of try to figure out, okay, how do, how do we do this? Uh, we see an appearance by Mega Kabuterimon just like bursting through the place, which is very cool, and they all decide uh, um, to put to ha- put Ty in charge of deciding the cards. Uh, they all believe in him. They officially declare him the leader, which is uh, pretty cool. And uh, so it's basically he needs to decide the cards. They don't know how to do it, but Ty uh, elects Izzy to do the job because he thinks that he trusts Izzy the most with it. And so Izzy sets up. Uh, all the cards except for one, because with one there is the real card and the fake card. And while this is happening, uh, Dokugumon, which is, I guess, the last uh, defense force of Mautismon's castle, is they're swarming in to uh, stop the Digidestined. So they're fighting, and while Tai has to sort of, like, uh, freak 
not freak, but like panic pick the card. So he picks the card, they stop Dokugumon, they run into the gate, and surprise, they are back at their summer camp where it all started with their Digimon. And in the next episode, we are heading back to Odaiba. So this was a very uh, jam-packed episode with all the information dumps and everything. Yeah, so much happens in this episode, but it, it also feels very streamlined. Like I never felt like it dragged, which is which is good of it. It's that, was, good that was that was my exact thought. Like it it went on like the the like nothing went on too long. Even the stuff with Jedi, like it is all kept a very like pertinent important information. Yeah, it's it's um, there was a lot here, and I, I like how it's nicely broken up into starting out with it's kind of got a very similar structure to the to the last episode but whereas that one had you know it started out with the info dump uh, which and i didn't say during the discussion but i thought it was done very ca- in a very sort of like casual way i much prefer how it's handled in this episode where there's an extended sequence with them um, at jenny's house and you know there's a, there's an actual it feels like they're actually getting a breather in before doing the main mission whereas last week was like info dump uh comic relief sequences slash villain scenes and then a brawl at the end this this episode feels much more like part one it, you know first half is them basically you know taking a breather getting the information it's nicely paced and then the second half is the actual raid on uh, you know round two at, at Mayotis Mon's place uh to get back through the door to the real world and Ah, I just, and and also that scene in itself is not so much of a brawl as it is a, you know, um, it's it's a puzzle scene as well. So there's actual like, you know, thought involved. I, I like I like the pacing here. I'm not going to pretend that I even now entirely understand the cards at all because maybe I was just not paying attention properly or something. But I don't quite understand the logic used. But whatever, um, it's a, it's a nice scene. I, I do like the scene where like Ty is appointed leader and things like that. So I think this is this is just, this just has a a lot more character, which I, I really appreciate. Um, and and yeah, it's it's an overall very good episode on for pretty much every character as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that it's extremely metal, like the reveal that uh, the digital world's made up of like broken or corrupted data from the human world, which basically means that. Humans in a random way created the digital world, which makes what Myodismon's doing the equivalent of busting into heaven and beating the hell out of your creators. <laughs> it's Shin Megami Tensei I like now. That. I like that interpretation. Oh, that's that is that's, good. You're I like right. that a lot. That's very metal. <laughs> but also, why is he doing it? Like, uh, it, I mean, I guess it's kind of less cool because he's just doing it because he's programmed to do it as well. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. But, and I also don't like the scene in this um, where you have you have Jedi explaining virus Digimon and things like that. I thought the whole point was that, like, you know, virus, vaccine, uh, and the other one. I forgot what the other Data. one was. Data. Data, that's it. I didn't realise they were supposed to actually be defining, like, their, you know, whether they're good, bad, or centrists. Um, I just thought they were supposed to be, like whether or not they're I don't know, like it's just like a type, like a categorize a categorization that is, and that is exactly it, and it's it's I'm glad that you mentioned that because that line is an invention of the dub. Oh. In right. in the Japanese version he never outright states that um 
you know, viruses are evil or whatever. It, he actually does the exact opposite. He says that um, there are good Digimon and bad Digimon, but all Digimon are divided into three different types, virus, vaccine, or data. Yeah. Which is what my understanding was. So I'm glad to hear that the dub just, I don't know, probably heard the word virus and thought, oh, they must be bad. So I'm guessing they just completely screwed up the translation here or something. Let's see what sense yeah. I can make of I, this. I feel like it was definitely just like a, yeah, just a, a, a misunderstanding of the, that yeah. line. Yeah. It's just strange. Like, but yeah, it's just it's just strange. Like, I, I feel like maybe they saw the scene later on where they're sorting out the cards and, you know, they, they go like, oh, maybe like, yeah, well, I, guess the, I guess the actual solution ends up in some way being like, they have three cards and one of them's Etamon, one of them's Devimon. No, no, no I've got that wrong, haven't I? One of them's Leomon, one of them's Etamon and then another one's Enterimon and like, you know, Leomon is is vaccine who is which is good and then like Centaurimon is data which is like neutral, you know, he was bad at first but then he was good. And then you've got um of course Etamon who is a virus who's bad. Um at least maybe maybe they were just trying to like they did that scene and then they were like, Oh, this later scene doesn't make any sense then or I don't know, it just doesn't they, they, yeah. screw, they screw this up royally. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Makes no yeah, sense. I think it's just I think it's just a straight up error. I don't think that there was any like reason behind it. I think they just made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, that that must be that must just be it. But God, that um, the whole that's later on. Obviously, the whole card sequence, like even still, like I was like looking at that. I'm like confused, with, like how like, and I think it's because they also got the levels wrong because they mentioned uh. In training rookie and champion, I think, and then they're like, "Oh, a champion!" I'm yes, like, "No, like these are not in training. These are not rookie. Like, what are you kids doing?" <laughs> I guess yeah, supposed the, to be. There, there are a few like small translation and localization errors in this episode, but thankfully they're not like huge plot holes. They're just small terminology yeah. slips. Right. Either way, probably could have used second pass on some of the some of the finer details here, but. Um... I don't think it. I don't think it's a deal breaker. Uh, the card stuff is convoluted anyway. And okay, so so explain this. Explain this for me, please, if you would. They have the three cards that I've just mentioned: Centauromon, Leomon, and and Etamon. And but they don't end up being part of the nine cards that they use, unless I'm mistaken. No, I'm I'm fairly certain that they 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 do end up using them because he he asks Joe later on like. Who, or he asked the group later on, like, who's seen these two? And he holds up, um, yeah, it's you know, like Shogun Gekumon and Digitalmon and uh, Centaurmon. So, like, Joe actually did, did, didn't see one of those no, two. No, it, right? it was Digitalmon. He asks who's seen a Shogun Gekumon and Digitalmon. Okay, yeah. And Joe's like, I did. And they right, 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 yeah, yeah. use the fancy new uh, computer device adapter. Right, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So. The card, so the, the order of the cards had something to do with the who, who'd seen which Digimon then. Or like, because I don't know. I I feel like I'm an idot. It's it's by attribute. <laughs> I feel like an idiot watching this whole scene, to be honest. Okay, yeah, no, you're you are totally right. Yeah, I just looked it up, and the, the cards that they use at the end are Gomamon, Elecmon, Gazimon, Unimon, Dramojimon, Kuagamon, Andromon, Digitamamon, and Shogungekumon. Yeah, so none of the three that they sort of highlight, you know, um, Centauromon, Etamon, and Leon huh. are there. So where are they? Like they only got they got I guess given just different cards in the deck, maybe. Got given ten. Yeah, cards. given ten cards because one's a fake. Yeah, but one's a fake, not not four of them. <laughs> so 
Where did the other three go? Or where did I they even the, come from? The uh, implication is more of that uh, those cards are just like what the things are based off of because they match them up with the symbols, maybe? Maybe. Let me look at this. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need to go rewatch the episode now or something. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I didn't think I'd be discussing this um, so in depth, to be honest, but I just feel, <laughs> it, I feel so like, yeah, like I say, it just makes you feel like an idiot because I feel like I should be simple. Maybe it's just because it's a kids' TV show and I'm like, surely this isn't as complicated as I'm thinking it is. I think it's a combination of like the weird translation errors and the the fact that this episode moves so fast that it's really just really easy to miss some of that stuff. Maybe yeah, but they do spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Oh, obviously. Yeah, think, thankfully, I don't think it's it's a big deal in the in the, the long run. Yeah. No, no. Sorry, Sloan. Go ahead. Did you say something? Oh no, I just said yeah. It's not as big of a deal, so it, whatever. Yeah, though no, I I I agree. I agree. Um, I just, I do want to sometimes say. Oh, sorry. I, I was just saying, sometimes these things just get at you. So yeah. <laughs> it's worth bringing it up. I do want to say, because uh, Jenna is a big part of this episode, that Mimi just shouting, why do you call us the Digidestined, is the funniest thing. <laughs> just screaming in his ear. <laughs> at first I was like, why is Mimi talking so loudly? Like, it didn't, it didn't click at first. I was like, why is she just, like, shouting? Like, I couldn't tell if it was, like, her just, like, throwing a little fit or something. And then he's like, I'm not that old. And I'm like, oh, I, I, it, it clicked. And I was like, that's really good. Yeah. Well, what I think is, is so funny is, and, and the reason why Johnny never, you know, came to help them in person is different in both versions. In, in the dub, he says, oh, he just wanted to impress you with all the holograms. But in the, in the Japanese version, he just says, I just like to stay at home. <laughs> I like both of those answers. Those are both very <laughs> and good and very valid. Social distancing master. Yes. He was self-isolating way before it was cool. Yes. He knew. Except now now he's just had a gathering of eight, eight people, so he's going straight to jail. Oh no! Or he, gets to be, or he gets to be Boris Johnson's new uh, new advisor. So there you go. Whichever one. Whichever one works. If, any, uh, if anyone sorry, has made a podcast. Uh, knowledge on Jedi's condition, please let us know. <laughs> yes, please do. Um, yes, the ge- it's, it's the serious. Genesis. It's a, it, this is a very serious. I don't mean to be laughing at that. No, no. I mean, you know, you, you got to make some jokes. So, so get through, get through, get through this shit. <laughs> Otherwise, you go crazy. Um, I love. I like this Jedi scene a lot more. I, I thought in the last episode he was a bit too wacky. I think mainly because it was such like a big revelation about the... It was supposed to be such a big revelation about the 8th Digidestined kid. But it ends up being so like sort of a bit too casual because of his, his delivery. This scene here where he's actually like meeting them for the first time and you know he's be, they're more like you know guests in his house and it's, it's better paced and so on. I liked his humour a lot more here. Um... Especially with scenes like what Sloane just mentioned, where Mimi's screaming into his ear, but also scenes like where he's, <laughs> um, you know, explaining his map. He's got his map of uh, of Japan, and that basically shows them where Mayutismon's landed. And then he, then he's, he's what does he say to start it off? It's something like, uh, and now for the weather, <laughs> something like that. And it's just like, okay, yes, <laughs> it's, it's, I love that. Uh, this 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 wisecracking asshole. <laughs> it's just great. Um, no, it's the most yeah, classic like to... dub humor. Yeah, it's good. It's good, um, and I like his explanation of who he is as well. Like on a on a non jokey you note, know, like him. I don't know. I like that he doesn't give it all away 
and I'm not sure he ever does, if I remember correctly, uh, but I like his explanation that he's not a Digimon because he doesn't have the attributes. Like, that's that's literally all it is, is that he can't attack or, or you know, he doesn't have the typings or anything like that. He's, he's just a random digital thing that that exists which yeah i don't i don't mind that at all that that's a recurring concept uh is digital entities that aren't just digimon um they don't show very often but jenna is definitely one of the more you know present examples of that i accidentally deleted my entire uh emails of uh chain letters and i created jenna on accident <laughs> <laughs> yes Share with someone. Sh- every, every time you delete a tweet, that just creates another Digimon. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and it's new, and it's always new Mimon. <laughs> it just so happens. It's always. Um, <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah. Listen, listen, maybe your tweets. My tweets are platinum new Mimon at least. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh. So this is uh. This episode is the first appearance of Dokugumon, which is I a... I hate Dokugumon, uh, it's so gross. Yeah, a gross spider thing that's constantly yanking on its hair for some reason. And it's, it's also, uh, like, making all these, like, weird, like, beeping sounds. Like, yeah. these computer beeps. And it's just so creepy. Ugh. I like that. I like the, the, its name is based on the, the Japanese word for wolf spider, which is Dokugumo. So it's it's Ugh. one letter off. <laughs> cool. I hate it. I, 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 do, I do always find it kind of funny when they have the names, which are just very clearly... It, like much more obviously a Japanese word, um, and they just don't care to translate them in the slightest. It's just like, yeah, that's his name. Whatever. It's in one episode. Who cares? <laughs> so, you know, props props to them for that. Um, I was going to mention this episode, the scene where they show Myotismon in Japan, which feels oddly thrown into the middle of the episode rather than like the end of it or something, which. Okay, um, I basically wrote a note, and I'm just going to read out my note. It just says Myotismon's Umbrella Academy, because for some reason he's just got one of them stood there with a giant umbrella. Like I didn't just make that up, right? There, there, there is a scene. No, yeah, yeah. and yeah, I, I I think I remember that. There's also the one with the the hat and the trench coat, who is one of my favorite villains of the week. Yes, later on. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. So they're just both stood on this like random roof, like the Beatles, and it's just. It's just sort of like, sort of. I think they're on a bridge. Yeah, just sort of. Uh, what's the phrase? Uh, lurking, I suppose, is the thing. Yeah. They're, they're scheming. That was my exact nose. Was uh, my oldest mom in the gang lurking? <laughs> me and the boys about to take over Japan. <laughs> yep. Me, me and the lads. Gonna go. Me and the boys gonna go pick up some food. You want anything? <laughs> But yeah, I, I do love I do really love how um, they all have very distinct silhouettes. Like it wasn't a case of oh we'll just draw generic silhouettes and we'll figure out who they are later. It's like no, they they were they were planned from the start. Like they knew yeah. exactly what these were going to be. It's yeah. really good. It's a good yeah. It's a good uh, it's a good, it's a good uh, outline. I suppose is the thing. Because you see them a little bit in the last episode, and like you can see like they're sort of like warping a little bit. Like they're sort of like mo- like swaying, and you can't quite tell. Like you can sort of tell some of them. But like it's more of like an amorphous blob of shadow and now. Like you can sort of like much more clearly tell. Like, like I can recognize like oh that's that, that's that, that that, that's that. And it's like it's really cool that it's not just like that like uh, giant massive like Numamon, but it's actually like relatively significant like villain Digimon of the week. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't know. I don't honestly remember many of them. This will be fun to see. Um, 
I remember I remember much more vividly the Digimon like the the sort of team that week for the Microsoft arc and the it's part of the Dark Master stuff. But I guess that's a given given the significance of those characters. Um better my team's luckies. Um no, yeah, um it's it, they make a good uh, very imposing um, this yeah. scene is the first time we see someone digivolve straight in ultimate, which I was interesting. Like it's not like straight, to, oh, yeah, like straight to ultimate, but they—it's the first time they digivolve and immediately digivolve into ultimate straight away. Like, which I thought was cool. That it was. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird, but like, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't just immediately do digivolve. The whole sequence of them breaking back in. Getting to the, excuse me, getting to the door, and then I've got the scene where they finally decide to the leader, uh, and then he just immediately defers all responsibility to Izzy. <laughs> so um, it's kind of a weird scene, but hey, it works. So, and I'm glad. Listen, he just he just understands that a good leader delegates. Yes, immediately. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he just. You know, I'm guessing the final scene with Gomamon, the Gomamon card and the card. I'm guessing that's supposed to be like supposed to pick. Like if Joe would pick him up, for example, he was supposed to have to the Gomon card, like as well. I'm guessing like something, something like that, or or no, <laughs> like I just find it really weird. I, I think it's this is actually a funny. It's it's funny because it, it's a, it's a Japanese pun. The reason why Gomon is the, oh, the last no. one. Alright. Okay. It's it's because uh, Goma in Japanese means sesame. So when um, when he puts the last card down in the Japanese version, he he says, he says, "Open Gomamon," which is basically saying, "Open Sesame" in Japanese. Oh God! Oh my God! I love that. <laughs> That's so corny. So, so in Japan, Gomamon is Sesame Mon, is <laughs> yes. what you're telling me. Go, because go, yeah, Goma can be read as 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 seal or as sesame. So we've had Whatmon, and now we have Sesame Mon. <laughs> this is a where I'm covering a lot of important lore information. We only use a Bun Mon. If we can, if we can put <laughs> a, a Sesame Mon on a Bun Mon, and then put Pickle Mon between, we got this a nice sandwich. Oh, oh my God. Mon. We do have Lot Mon. Is that close enough? Oh, oh no, <laughs> it's pretty close. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll take it. I will always. There is. There are some side characters. <laughs> no, not there yet. Um, I will always be envious of. Uh, well, it, 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 we think we could do puns in English. Uh, I get the feeling Japan's just a whole other level. That's because I'm always seeing them do stuff like that, and like it just hurts the brain to even think about. Maybe if you do Japanese, it would. <laughs> it just always sounds like their their puns are like extra, you know, extra, extra. They're on another level, basically. It's, it's the impression. So always happy to hear about them. But also, yes, I will always grow a bit. Of... <laughs> also, it's, it's, make sense. it's probably just a pun in Japan. Japanese. No, no. <laughs> that's a that's a good a good way of thinking. Yeah, if you, if you don't get a, a joke, just assume it's a dumb Japanese pun. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to uh, say because I didn't mention the last episode, but there's like some like really cool like MC Escher style like bizarre architecture in the castle yeah, until it's yeah. fixed. That is like really enjoyable. Like how things are upside down, like the way that the the paths and stuff shape. It's really cool. Like they did a really like they didn't have to go like all out like that, but they did, and it's really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's very, very like, um, yeah, very, very like castle feet, I suppose, but I'm not sure if it was like a directly, directly what they're influencing or anything. But 
sorry, di- directly what they were influenced by, I should say, or anything like that. But very Symphony of the Night yeah. when it's just Ty and Izzy are looking. Ooh, right, yeah, it's very, very Symphony of the Night when Ty and Izzy are looking at each other from like <laughs> both sides of the bridge, as in above and below. It's just so strange. So I really like in the previous episode, <laughs> and, uh, and then of course they just completely destroy that, that concept in, in this one. They're like, oh, you fixed the uh, the gravity or whatever. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> Problem solved. Inclu- also, um, any any closing thoughts in this episode? Because um, yeah, they, it, um, I, I, ends I, with them going back to the human world and ending up in back, back at summer camp. So uh, with the Digimon in tow. So it's kind of just like you know, all gear back to back up them. So yeah, not. Yeah, I just have a uh, two two little closing thoughts real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Go ahead. Uh, one is just that, first of all, Ty just admits he guessed to Koromon, who just gives him, like, the most extreme side-eye. <laughs> it's, he, he's like, he's like, oh, I just picked your card. He's like, I guess. And it's like, and you just see Koromon just like, are you, like, my, my guy, you could have had us all dead. We could have all switched skins. Yeah, we could have, we could have gotten Koromberg. <laughs> and then also, uh, the part where they're talking about like, oh, we're back home. We can eat cheeseburgers and pepperoni pizza and Sora's like and broccoli and everyone's like, ew. That's just like such like a cute moment of just Sora being like the weird responsible kid <laughs> who has like who wants to eat vegetables. It was just it was just a cute little bit that I really enjoyed. Oh uh, no, that was because I would think that Joe <laughs> would rather have the broccoli or something. I think they've all just got their own weird tastes. Um, I get the feeling Crafty's gearing up to tell us what the food they mentioned was in the Japanese version. I, I am not oh, yeah. because they do not mention specific foods. They oh. just said we can eat food oh. again. <laughs> I thought I thought I heard you drawing bread. <laughs> you know, like, your scrappy <laughs> sense was tingling. <laughs> okay, never mind. That was a double invention. Of course it was. But yeah, those are just my thoughts is that Ty just guessing and Coromon just like really was just like a highlight. I like I, I like that scene. I like his just thought Yeah, I, I, was, this was I a... like the way this ends because it's a good setup for the best arc of the entire series. <laughs> so like it's <laughs> it's a good it's a good um like this is a taste of things to come type of thing. I'm really excited to because it is like one of the probably easily one of the most memorable parts, like not just of this season, but probably of the series. At least for me, like thinking back of the first four seasons that I've seen, like this is like probably one of the most memorable of like the Digestion with their Digimon are now back in Japan, like they're back in the real world, and it's like I cannot wait to see like how everything unfolds again after so long. There's a there's a lot to um, there's going to be a lot to chew on. Yeah, like both the potential of these episodes, like thinking about it from like a business perspective now, both the Digimon getting to see the real world for the first time, or in Agamon's case, the second time. And then also, you know, the the general threat of Myotismon and things like family members and all this sort of stuff and the things that they've hinted at in characters' you know, backstories. Uh, very exciting stuff. And then also, from what I remember of the show, these are absolutely the highlights of the series. Like, um, you know, the amount of, in terms of like, the adventure and like, the emotional loss here. And obviously, everything to come with the 8th Digidestin member who we obviously... Know who it is, and uh, but I'll, I'll, because it's coming up soon, I'll leave it. I'll leave it for next episode to discuss more openly. Um, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be really really fun time ahead. 
Yeah, so if, if anyone else has any thoughts on the episode, um, we actually have some reader mail. Ooh, let's... I don't think we do, so let's get to that tasty, tasty reader yeah. mail. Yeah, so if you would like to have your question featured on our podcast, you can write in to digynovacast at gmail.com. Yeah, please do. Please do. We love it. We really do. Yeah, the, it's fun. The mail that is mail keeps us going. This is like the best feeling when I open the inbox at the start of an episode and I see that there's mail for us to read. So this week's question comes from uh, Violet Barr, and she asks, if you could make any Digimon spin-off game, what would it be and why? And then gives examples like Digimon Mystery Dungeon, Digimon Golf, or whatever. Ooh, I already know what I'm... I... I think I have a good idea, but if anyone else has any thoughts right away, otherwise I will like, I'll make sure to keep it brief considering last week we all, we took a pretty long talk last week, but. Oh, grass. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, Digimon Golf, let's just, let's just talk about that for half an hour. <laughs> oh, like, uh, it died, of course, obviously. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, that's a good question, really. Um, the spin off one, I mean, like, that's. We have anything like I think I think the reason I'm I think the reason I'm so like excited, for example, for Digimon Survive uh, coming out at some point um, is that it's such different. It's on any other Digimon game so far. Oh, it's a, a visual novel slash tactical RPG. Like, why not? Yeah, you know, like, I'm happy to see them apply this world to me. Sorry, I guess, and you know, feeling that I'd I'd be happy with like you know, for example. Tetris or whatever, we did one scheme will be, will be told. <laughs> just yeah, have that, whatever it is, it's not you know, fun and nice and like the show itself. And, um, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be down for whatever. Uh, I guess it's just not, not to be totally boring. Yeah, it's like a soccer game just to keep him with the theme that of would, like Digimon, you know, that'd be really cool characters and so on. Yeah, you could like tie and yeah, they're on, on the same team. The, the Inazuma 11 games are pretty darn good. If they just made one of those, but with the Digimon, that'd be awesome. Those guys who are making yeah, I the... Uh, I don't know if you've seen the trailers for that uh, Captain Subasa game that's coming out. Um, but again, I'm phenomenal. Uh, and I say this as someone who has, like, barely any interest in football soccer. Uh, whatsoever. So, um, so yes, yes, that'd be, that'd be cool. Um, and that's Namco as well, so why not? But yeah, that's, that's my suggestion. <laughs> Digimon soccer. That would be awesome. What yeah. about you, Crafty? I would like, and this is unsurprising, no one knows me. I would love like a, a full action game, or like an action RPG or whatever, like a full on like you know Devil May Cry, Metal Gear Rising style, like super hot blooded action game starring one of the dozens of sword wielding Digimon that are out there. And then presents um, War Game on, on Vengeance <laughs> or something like that. That'd be cool. I play that. Game yeah, hell yeah. I would pl- I would play yeah. a Digimon action game. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it would be it would be cool that like all these action games have like upgrade trees and like skills you have to unlock, and it would be so easy to, to translate that over to you know like Digivolution. Like you unlock yeah. new skills when you get enough power to evolve to the next level. Devil Trigger is mm-hmm. you know warp Digivolution or something. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Like, There's such a cool way to like give you a taste of of power. Is it like? At the start of the game, you unlock Warp Digivolution, but you can only maintain it for like a minute or something. So it's like your super mode that you turn on uh, to get all of your skills unlocked at once. And then for the rest of the game, you're just slowly grinding up to that level of power. Sure. I'm, I'm here for that. 
be a lot of fun, honestly. Yeah. With, I, I, because we do see mostly RPG, not even mostly, we see basically only RPGs, so to have like a different genre would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like two of the things that stick out most to me about the series are like the action choreography and the music, and I feel like almost all action games have both of those in spades, so if we could get something that has those factors but with like a cool Digimon coat of paint, I would love that. Sure. Honestly, like, agreed. And what about you, Slen? You've been keeping that answer in your pocket for a little while. Let's, let's let it loose. Oh, I have been thinking about this for a little while now because, you know, uh, I run a Digimon podcast. I help run a Digimon podcast, so Digimon is on the brain a bunch. <laughs> and I want to see by uh, Ryuga Gotoku Studio <laughs> a Yakuza-style game starring Yamaki and based around, <laughs> like, Hypnos and Digimon uh, bio like. Well, bio-merging yeah, is it bio-merging. called? Into the real world. That would be so Into the cool. real world. I want to see that. I want to see like that detective type thing of just him. Just like give him a Digimon or something. Make it some sort of like non-can spinoff of just running Hypnos as Yamaki. Like playing with your lighter and investigating Digimon crimes. Getting owned by a bunch of kids on, on the regular. Getting owned by a bunch of kids. Yeah, you you, wa- you walk down to the, the, the ice cream store and you just see like... Devimon clan, Ice Devimon appearing out of nowhere. Yes, exactly. Go to get my uh, ramen, and it's like you just encountered uh, Rika and Renamon, and now you lose because they are actually the heroes. <laughs> Sloan, I don't think you got the right message from Tamers, which is uh, that Tamaki is a. <laughs> he is no king. No, I under. I understand that. I'm just saying, like, I just want to see. Because. That style of like character and like what he does, and just the fact that he's just a dude in a cool suit, like that would that's that's like I understand. I'm just saying like the aesthetic. Like I just want to see. I just want to walk down uh, Shibuya as Yamaki and then maybe fight a Digimon. He can be the ref in 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 my Digimon soccer game. How? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, whatever team loses, he just freaking vaporizes them. (laughs) <laughs> okay, no, actually if, if you go into overtime, he activates Juggernaut and you have 10 minutes to finish the game It's like, it's like um, Oh god um, Yeah, no, better idea He should be a manager There we go, so he, yeah so Then he, he vaporizes who's his like. <laughs> I'm here for that <laughs> so, um, Yeah, so Digimon Soccer There you go yeah. Digimon Soccer Digimon, the action game, and Digi Yakuza, <laughs> which is very unfitting because Yamaki is not Kiryu. Yama- Yamakuza, you know there we go. Yamakuza, oh, that's good. Set it in the town, and you play as Monzo. There The, like, Yakuza game. There you go. That's, that's, how you can, that's how that would work. Perfect. Which is admittedly not a great place. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I expect uh, to see that at uh, the PS5 launch. launch. Oh, yeah, maybe we'll see. See it. Maybe we'll see it next week. <laughs> I mean, Maybe. Honestly, though, if they came into that thing with like a Digimon story, you know, we finally got a first glimpse of Digimon story two or something like that, I would lose my shit. So uh, you know, fingers crossed. They won't. Fingers but I would love to see it on the Vita. We can only. We can only. <laughs> they're bringing the Vita two. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was just, honestly, not the PS5, it's Vita 2. I'm just praying that whatever Digimon game comes up next has a dub, because I, I miss the English voices so much every time I play Cyber Sleuth and it only has the Japanese voice track. 
having voices in uh, that Digimon World game, but I also kind of think that Loki kind of bombed. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> to be fair, it didn't sound like a tier for that. Um, but yeah, I think it'll have a dub. Uh, it'll be Survive, I guess, is the one. So, wait and see. It's like I said, will we reach uh, Frontier first, or will Digimon Survive uh, release first? And we're just going to find out. Oh, I don't think Survive's going to be that far off. I mean, it's just... I think it's always just going to be like a low-key... I, I hope I hope that it comes out first. I'm going to need something to numb the pain when we get to Frontier. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I'm just going to embrace it. Like, y'all y'all are not prepared for for how awful this, this season is. I mean, I am. I, I saw it. I watched it. Okay, well then, I, you, I have... your memory is not prepared for how awful it is when we watch. <laughs> I have not seen it. I did recently listen to the Evolution theme, as in the Japanese one, which uh, is pretty good. It's no brave heart. Or... Or whatever, yeah, Evo. That's the that's the famous one. Or beats here, so but it's pretty good. So you know, did you watch? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like the music is good in both versions. Like it's one of the few seasons where the that and Savers are the only two seasons where the dub actually has really good music. Like this is a, a controversial opinion, but I think that the the dub music in Savers is like even better than the the Japanese music for the first time in the series. I'm excited to get there then. Except our war game. Which, which yeah, wins. that's true. But, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a taste of a uh, of a spicy meatball of an opinion. No, I, I support you. I support you on that. I, I stand behind my my co-host. Park. Let's park that for an hour, and we'll get to that in a, a few <laughs> we'll weeks. We'll get there so. soon enough. We're we're we've uh, we are actually uh, past the halfway point of the series. Even that's right. Oh, you're right. Wow. Yeah. We we're 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 almost there. We're getting there. That's crazy. Yeah. So the back half of Adventure, as we've said, really, I personally find this really good. Um, really looking forward to everything that comes next. Um, oh, big do we want to go into detail about how we're going to be approaching these episodes, or do do we want to leave it, you know, fairly open to? I think uh, we'll just let you all know that next week's episode will be twenty nine through thirty one. Uh, again, we are going to keep a lot of these uh, episodes from here on out relatively short because covering. Uh, four episodes, five episodes that aren't the original, like the first eight episodes or what have you, like it is a lot. So, and as you can tell, we get increasingly more chaotic as time goes on. <laughs> Just four. So four, yeah, yeah, episodes, uh, episodes 29 through 31 next week. And, uh, does anyone else have anything else uh, we want to cover? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't think so. I think we're, we're, we're pretty good. Okay. okay we'll, get, we'll get a quick, uh, side update Scrafty. Scrafty was playing it the other day, so oh, yeah. just where are you up to now, Scrafty? Where's, how? Yeah, let's, let's hear your team, Scrafty. Yeah, so I'm, I'm about at the halfway point of my replay of, of Cyber Sleuth right now. I'm on chapter 10, and if memory serves, there's 21 chapters, I think, in the game. Maybe a little bit more, but some of the later chapters are very short compared to the earlier ones. Um, and currently, uh, once again, I posted a picture of it. Let me find a picture I posted of my party. My party is... Uh, Antilamon, which is my, my starter terrier mod. Um, I'm planning on making her into a Dealboromon and eventually an Armageddonmon, because I friggin' love Armageddonmon so much. I have a Pyildramon, which uh, will eventually be an Imperial Dramon once I get stats up high enough. A Groundramon. A um, Rise Greymon, which is a really cool uh, Agumon evolution from um, Digimon Savers. A Lylamon and a Raptor Dramon right now. I also have a 
a Tokomon named Satan that is going to become Luchimon later on. Forgot you could name them. <laughs> so goofy. Oh man. Go, yeah. Satan. There, there's so few babies, and I have like six Tokomon, so I, I was like, this is what I'm going to make into Satan, so I'm going to call it Satan. <laughs> Perfect. My persona. <laughs> exactly. On my, my playthrough, I remember Diabolomon being a bit of a so um, yeah, you're going down a good road with that. Mm -hmm. said. So if you want to keep up on my, my Cyber Sleuth journey, I'm occasionally posting pictures and thoughts of that to uh, my Twitter, which is at ScrappyDevil. You can follow me there if you want to keep up with uh, my weird thoughts and opinions, my hot takes. Oh, Tom, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at, uh, at OldManHot, uh, where I just usually go by the name Tom, but Coldman also works. Uh, I'm just continuing to play random stuff. Uh, I've beaten a lot of games recently, playing other stuff, so uh, um, yeah. Uh, please come to me for any of any of those hot takes. Where can they find you, Sloan? You can find me at Sloan Rosette. I too am actually uh, starting up uh, Cyber Sleuth again. If uh, you look at my Twitter, uh, you'll see that I am very incensed about Dino Beamon. I still am. <laughs> Dino Beamon did nothing wrong. He, he fooled me. I thought he was I thought it was Imperial Dramon, uh Dragon Mode. So you know what? <laughs> he did, and that's his fault. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll love him, but I, but not right now. And uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm tweeting about a lot of stuff right now. I'm doing a lot of retweets about uh, stuff going on in the world, which we won't get into. But uh, yeah, if you want to follow me, and if you want to follow the podcast, it is at DigiNovaCast. So make sure you're following because you'll get all the little details about when we're recording, when episodes are up, etc., etc. Be the best original Digimon you'll ever see. Yeah, absolutely. It's true. Just looked up Dino Beam on. So, like this is not a Dino Beamon friendly podcast. <laughs> I, I like Dino Beamon. I, I will defend Dino Beamon's honor. I I'll like him eventually. I just feel burned. <laughs> you know that picture of like the the soldier shielding the sleeping kid from all the arrows and, and bullets? That's me in <laughs> Dino Beamon. All the arrows and stuff is just me. <laughs> the arrows are just flymon bullets. So there you go. <laughs> flymon, fly beamon, ground beamon, ground fly beamon. Fly be groundmon. Flyby ground one. Uh, okay, uh, so uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. Idiot.